0: I hope people understand it and as I said, it is just boil it down. I think I've said this in a lot of the podcasts now, like don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> that don't... should be the name of our podcast. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <but> keep it <laughs> simple. Yeah. Stupid, yeah, yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to episode number six of Mortgage Tech Talks. So Right at episode six, and I think someone said to us "Say if we make it, to, what was the stat? If we make it to 10, you're better than, I think, 95% of podcasters or 90%, something like that. So, yeah, so that's the goal, I guess. And then what's the step after you get to 10? And then what, then then 100 is, I don't know what the tier is. Yeah, but that's yeah. what we're going for. Yeah, we'll get to 100 before you know it. But welcome back. This week, well, the big thing that's going on this week, actually, is that we're actually facing each other in fantasy football you're i didn't even look yeah the- yeah yeah okay <laughs> oh, no. I, i'm less of a i mean i play and i've been playing with you guys for i don't know 10 years now. well like on the previous episode you're more of a cfl guy yeah uh, yeah right exactly the the problem you always tell me with the cfl <laughs> i not play fantasy cfl but there's not enough quarterbacks yeah. in the league for a full eight person team well we have no, we have a 10 person league 10 oh, person and how many teams are in the cfl nine nine yeah yeah so literally. so one person would have a backup <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but the gray cups coming up soon so God, the God. hammers all lit up we got Green Day coming to town which is the biggest show that are I've it. ever had are they Canadian no Green Day? Um, and they're like they a pretty big deal or, or yeah. they were so yeah. someone's shelling out some good dough for them or I think that's the only way they're gonna make money so yeah, and it's almost the end of October at this time of recording. Time's flying. It's getting colder here. People are hunkering down. Halloween's coming up. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm not. I don't have a costume so far, but I feel like I have to. It's really yeah, do it. I'm being Harry Potter this year. Well, you're dressing up your dog too. So yeah, that'll be. Yeah, my dog's gonna be serious black. <laughs> dog version i'm gonna be harry potter and my fiance is gonna be hermione you kind of look like harry if you shave are you gonna shave i think i have to it's going into november so we do november here and so i'll be clean cut for october 31st and yeah i'm gonna give the lightning bolt and everything okay well back to business here i guess what we'll be chatting about today we're actually coming with breaking news for any boarded professional listening and what that breaking news is is that you are in debt you are in debt so what do i mean by that well what i mean is that you are in tech technical debt so this is a bit of a tricky concept and we're going to kind of walk through it in this podcast but before you know before we get into okay what is technical debt and why am i in technical debt and, and all these different types of things maybe we just take a quick step back and we talk about i guess maybe something of course that any mortgage professional would be f- comfortable or familiar with which is just i guess financial debt Right. So maybe we start there, Mass, talking about that and and you know, just kind of continuing the analogy. Okay, if you're in debt, what does that mean and and how do you kind of go about addressing that? So yeah, why don't you kind of walk us through? I mean, we work with a bunch of these mortgage professionals. Some people work with A plus plus clients who are just, you know, for maybe first-time home buyers and helping them in that sense. We also work with some who, you know, have work with maybe more distressed Canadians who you know, have a lot of different types of credit card, or really helping them with their credit card repair, or doing a lot of mm-hmm. different things. And yeah. so, you know, I think you've actually maybe worked with some of those folks a little bit more. We know folks like Richard who yes. does the the credit repair and different things like that. So, let's talk about kind of that that side of debt. You know, what we've seen people do successfully to kind of get out of that debt and maybe qualify for a mortgage. And then we'll, and then I'll try to loop it back on the on the technical. Yeah, side. Yeah. yeah. So. This should be pretty clear to most, but we want to hammer it home in a world that makes sense to you. So, I mean, when you think of those examples, to distress Canadians or Canadians that have a lot of debt, you think about their kind of debt portfolio, if you will. And you have a house, you have a car, you have credit cards. Student debt maybe. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. student debt. Yeah. yeah. And the list goes on. Now, when you look at that debt portfolio, all those different debts have different interest rates. Typically anyways, it's pretty rare you have everything at one. And so And some are higher than others. And obviously the higher the debt is, or sorry, the interest interest rate rate. is, the higher the payment is, the harder it is to get out of that debt, the easier for it to snowball, which is a word we're going to use a little bit, a debt snowball. And so the short story is how we're going to relate it back to technical debt if we set this scene, which you have a homeowner, they have, let's say, five loans ranging from 12% interest all the way down to 3% interest. And they're looking at that debt portfolio being like, how the heck do I get out of debt? Now, there's a few options. One of the most common ones, which is honestly not the right one, and we're going to talk about it, is <laughs> just put a little minimum payments into each yeah. of them. I'm staying afloat. I'm I am not minimum payments everywhere. I think that's the default position, yeah. right? Where it's like, I just get my visa bill, and I see the number that says minimum payment, and I just pay that. Yeah, I don't even think about it. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to tread water here. This is what I got to do to keep my head above that water. Let's just do it, right? Let's just get it off. Yeah, and honestly, it's not necessarily the borrower's fault in a sense. I mean, the people who own the debt want you to just do the minimum payment. Uh, That's why they have big towers downtown or whatever. They make good money. So especially the credit card guys. So anyways, that's one option, which a lot of people do and it's wrong for or, or not the best option for many reasons. And so maybe we can relate it back to the technical debt now and then we can talk about maybe how to pay this off in the best way. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, I think that's good. So, yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave that on a cliff. And I'm sure a lot of mortgage professionals out there might say, have some ideas. Okay, if I have all this different debt, how do I go about paying it off? But let's go back now. So, you know, we've talked about that distressed borrower. And so now we're talking to you as this mortgage professional. And I told you at the beginning, you are in debt. And you might say, no, I'm not. I've paid off my credit cards. <laughs> I've, I've been very good. I have a, you know, a A, you know, 800 plus credit rate I'm not in debt you don't know what you're talking about tom and you know like I said it's it's not that it's technical debt and what technical debt is here's kind of the definition of how I want to do it is the difference between where you're at so you're in maybe a negative position that's your debt and then comparing yourself to let's say the best most technologically advanced mortgage broker mortgage professional in Canada right so let's call this person I don't know, Sally, let's say, let's just use that. So we have Sally who has used every piece of technology that she could possibly do in every part of her business. She's automated things. She's done things correctly. She is the peak, right? She is what everybody in the country is aiming for. And she defines what it means to be not in technical debt, basically to be above water from a technical perspective. And so for every single thing that you do, That's not at the level that Sally is, that's what's defining your debt, right? So it's all these different things. If you of all those different things that you're not doing that Sally is, that's how much you're in debt. And so again, continuing the analogy, so that's my principle, okay, I'm in debt, you know, all these different from a technological perspective, all these different ways, and all these different factors, and the interest that you pay, you're talking about, you know, these credit cards and different things that we do, the interest that you pay is the time that you do take to do a manual thing that Sally just happens automatically, right? So maybe it's following up with a client or thanking a realtor for a referral. If Sally has that automated and you're doing that manually, every time you do that manually, that's kind of like you paying your minimum Mm -hmm. payment on, on your credit card, right? So that comes around It's a statement. It says, hey, because you don't have this automated and Sally does, you have to do something that she doesn't. And that's the interest payment. Right. It's kind of a similar yeah. feeling. Like you're treading water, you're staying above right. But barely, right? And right. so it's like, okay, I got to send these five emails because I've been sending them forever and they're not automated, for example. Okay, I'll just get it done. And you feel like you're kind of floating or above water. It's a very similar feeling. Yeah. Right. And I think it's similar in the sense of what people's gut reaction is. It's like, okay, there's a hundred things in the day. I know at least 60 of them sh- could be or should be automated but I'm just so busy. I can't do it. I'm just going to handle it as it comes. I'm just going to pay that minimum payment. And I'm going to do that across, you know, all 60 of these activities because I just can't even think about it. I just got to, I'm focused on other things, pay the minimum payment, get it done and and move on. Right. So, so that's that there. And, and so, yeah, let's go back to now, I guess the best way to pay it down. Yeah. Bringing it back down to earth in context that, yeah, mortgage professional maybe is more familiar with is, and yeah, like I said, you have worked with these credit repair guys. You yeah. say, well, what do they say, I guess, right? And you know, are they, do they say this minimum payment method is a good idea or no, what else do they say? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I was a leading, I'm good at those, right? Those yeah. Costs. Yeah. So <laughs> they're, that's definitely not the best way to do it. I mean, the best way to do it, and there's all kinds of strategies and permutations of this, but to distill it down, you focus on the highest interest bearing debt and you get that. So like down. what, what's that typically? So if usually I usually credit cards. Yeah. Uh, that's and the honestly, their freaking payment, I don't, I don't know what, what is it? 18 to 28? 23 like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think it, it is crazy. They're, they're lasting all the way to the bank, but th- those are kind of the, the ones that you should focus on first. And it may be as extreme as screw the car payment for six months, screw this <laughs> or leave that alone for six months. Just focus on paying down the credit card, put all your time and effort towards the credit card. Cause if you pay down that debt it frees up a lot of different avenues and basically versus paying down a little bit of each and not getting ahead. So that's typically the model people say. And like I said, there's all kinds of strategies to get money from here at an interest rate of X, pay down the bigger one at Y, consolidate, things like that. But the idea basically being focus on the highest interest bearing debt first. Right, right. And so I think that does a couple of things, right? So if you have A thousand bucks. There it is. And here's our credit card, right? We are both from 24.25 is the average credit card. So just imagine that. And people are complaining about seven, 8% mortgages, (laughs) which is huge, which is way higher than it's been historically. But then just compare that to a credit card. Like it's just, it's just a different level, right? And so, yeah. So if you had a thousand bucks, instead of paying 200 to each of these different things and doing that every single month. If you can put all thousand against that credit card, get it gone, and then you have that high interest debt that is now off your books, that thousand bucks that you still have each month actually goes further, right? So that's how the, that's why they call it a debt snowball is because you could still maybe put in the remaining four things now, you know, 200 bucks against each of them, but that's going way further now because, you know, you don't have to keep up with this really high interest that you had before. So concentrating there lets you pay off things much quicker, but I think it's also a psychological thing too. I don't know if you've heard this before, but we find for a lot of people, it's like to get that weight to say, hey, I've just paid off my visa. That's encouraging. That's exciting. It's like, holy shit, I can do this, right? What I thought was a constant, you know I always have to pay this stupid interest. Now I don't need to, right? I've proven to myself and- (laughs) for anybody else who's listening or caring, that this isn't a permanent state, right? Things can change and I can do that. So not only are you being more efficient with your dollars, but you're giving yourself those those psychological wins. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's bring it back to, I guess, the more complicated technical debt that we've been talking about. Yeah. So if you relate the high interest rate in the borrower scenario, 24% on a credit card, paying that down first, psychologically feeling better, just financially having more money goes further. Right. How does that kind of relate to? And I mean, you deal with, you deal with a lot of people, but you deal with developers and technical stuff all the time. Sure. And I know you use this principle. So how does that kind of work? Yeah. yeah so this is, this is the tricky part. So yeah, for you say people sitting there and saying, yeah, I want to, I want to catch up to Sally. How do I do that? Well, it's the exact same way. And so that's why we phrased it in this way that it is kind of dead because it works the exact same way. So we talked about the interest. That you're paying. And that's not your interest rate. That's your interest amount, right? So, I mean, getting a bit technical here, but I think that speaks for itself. It's the amount that you're actually paying versus, versus the rate. So we kind of get that. Okay. It's every time I have to do something manual and it could be automatic. It could, the tech could help me do it. I'm paying that interest. So now what's really important? What is the interest rate? So the interest rate again is the amount of interest that you're paying divided by the principal, right? What is the total amount of debt? And the best way to think of that principle, what that is, is how long it would take you to do that tech advance, right? So to actually implement the thing that Sally has and you don't, how long does that take? So let's put it in real numbers so people can actually think about it. So let's say there's an automated email and it every single week, it's, you send it all the time. It's so basic. It's so it's just copy and paste. I'm always copy and paste the same thing, but I send it a hundred times and it takes me, I don't know, five minutes each time in a week. So I'm spending, what is that? 500 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Which is, yeah. We'll just stick with that. I don't know. Yeah. How many hours? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's about eight hours, right? Whether yeah. it's a day. Yeah. Right. So we're, I'm spending a day a week doing this thing. How long would it take me to just automate that email? Right. So what could I do? And, you know, let's take a look at that and say, okay, well, maybe to actually just fully automate this super simple email, it take me two hours. So what I say is I have a day and divided by two hours, I have like an 800 or like a 400% interest rate, right? Okay. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, right? And 500 minutes was eight hours and and 0.3 20 minutes. We right? made the so, math harder, but yeah, yeah. we're, we're we going on ourselves, right? <laughs> so, so the math in that situation is, okay, if it takes me two hours, to fix it and it's costing me a day to actually that's the interest that I'm paying every week. My rate is what, four hundred percent a week. It's like this crazy high interest yeah, rate, right? Yeah. So in those situations where I'm paying a lot of interest, I'm doing a lot of things manually, but it would be so quick and so easy to just fix and automate, well, that's a high interest. I mean, I don't know if you can think of an example, maybe a low interest. What would be the other end of the spectrum there? Yeah. So I mean uh, I'm trying to think of an example now. But <laughs> yeah, I put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in that context, basically to sum that up, and maybe an example will come as I'm talking, it'd be something that you don't do a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it would be very hard to automate, right? Yeah, like, so, so maybe maybe you do mainly realtor referrals, but you get like one Facebook lead a day or one Facebook lead a, a month. month, yeah. And so you could automate maybe that Facebook lead coming in, but that would take it's not, you not really any taking any five, time out of your five day. weeks to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So in a month, you're paying, you know, one hour divided by those five weeks. You know, that's just a very low, low interest rate. Yeah. Basically, like in layman terms, if it takes you a while to do something and you can automate it or advance it or eliminate it in a small period of time, that is something you got to focus on. Yeah. That is the high yeah. interest rate yeah. that in your debt snowball and your technical snowball, that's your credit card. You want to, yeah, that's your credit. That's your visa, right? (laughs) That's the thing that you want to work on first. It works the exact same way, right? I mean, what would be, I guess, the equivalent of, well, now you've paid that interest. Now you don't have to pay that high interest anymore. So what does that mean? Well, it means you have more time, Yep. right? And so now that time that you would have spent paying down that very high interest activity, you can focus on maybe uh, addressing number two, right? That day a week is now back. Right, right. So now you have that. You get the psychological stimulus as well, where it's like, oh my God, what else could I do in my business, right? And, and like, I have more time and, and theory, your business grows and you grow and all of that. So and it's just, in general, less overwhelming. And so, yeah, I mean, the kind of the interesting thing and cool, you can, you can say if it's interesting or not, is that it's, it's a snowball that picks up, right? And that it, you know, you have all these technical things that you want to do. You know, start at the top, the thing that's going to take you the least amount of time to fix and save you the most time on the back end, and you work through and through and through. But what we find for a lot of people is that that list of things that they're working through, as they get that psychological benefit, as they start getting more time back, and they say, okay, well, what else could I do? This is awesome. I'm feeling great. My business is is really kind of chugging along in a way I didn't think was even possible Almost new things appear on that list. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it is a good thing. It is good. Yeah. You're finding new ways that you were falling short of Sally or our perfect mortgage professional, or maybe you're finding ways that you could even start to surpassing Sally, right? I don't know. I guess Sally's mythological and that she's got everything tiled in. But the point is, is that as you get to do things, as you start to understand what is actually possible, you know, you start to understand, well, what what other interest in my pain that I don't even realize right yeah. now? Once you're in that mindset, it starts snowballing for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I hope that makes sense to everyone. Please comment below or curious. But I mean, we, we tried to break down a fairly sophisticated, at least formula or idea into something pretty simple. And it, it's, it's really just a framework on prioritizing tasks or right. prioritizing updates to your tech stack or your business and all of that. And we've used it many times in business. Personal life debt I can say on my end. I don't know about you, but literal debt with credit cards and all that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, and I think, you know, I think it's something that we hear a lot where people will listen to a podcast like this or something and say they'll listen to it and be like, Yeah, I love it all. It's amazing. Like I want to do it all. And then they'll listen to the next episode and they'll think the same thing. And then, you know, five episodes in you have this massive list. And it's just completely overwhelming. It's like, how do I do it? So that's, it's, and again, it's kind of like that, right? If someone's looking at 10 credit cards and three car loans and a line of credit on my house and this and that, it's like, I can never get out from under this, right? Yeah. But as someone, you know, in the, in the financial space would tell you, I don't even doing credit repair or anyone more professional. It's like by following this same framework, you can get out of it and you can start tackling these things. So it's it's something, it's feedback we hear, like I said, of people listening to this or wanting to use Blue Mortgage or CRM system. And it's a framework, like you said, that we've recommended and, and seen a lot of success with. So I guess with that, Mass, any other closing thoughts on that? I think you kind of summarized it nicely before. Yeah, no, I hope people understand it. And as I said, it's just boil it down. I think I've said this in a lot of the podcasts now. Like, don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> that should be the name of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right? Keep it yeah. simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, basically. <laughs> and, and and yeah. I mean, like little things. Like e- even me and Tom read a book once a month. Oh, not once a month. Once every couple months, we have kind of a book club here at work in their business books, and we always say the same thing at the end. It's like if there's one or two things we can get out of this book and implement, and we use this ideology, right? So don't overcomplicate it. Just look at. framework we just gave you and you'll be surprised how quickly you can advance yeah awesome okay well thank you and thanks to the listeners we really do appreciate your time and attention like mass said if you were confused or you have some really good examples or anything like that we'd love to hear it in the comment section but as always thank you so much for listening see you next time